This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined again with Jim Sebastio. Hello, Jim. Hi, Brian. Good to see you again. You too. We're going to jump into topic just a moment, but I want to direct you to practicalshepherding.com if you would like to know more about our ministry, access the content. We have a ton of content from other podcast episodes to articles to uh, books and resources in our ministry, all kinds of things. So feel free to go there and uh, write us if you have any questions about anything or any way we can even serve you. Go to that contact page and write us. We would love to help you if, if there's any way that we can. We want to jump right into topic, and the topic today comes from a question we actually got off of Twitter when we put this out there on what people would like us to address. And this topic, man, this is really relevant, and I see this a lot, and that is when do you enter back into ministry when you've been up fired from a church, Jim? Or, or I think you can even add this to it is pastor resigns from a church, mm-hmm. a really painful situation. Yeah. I mean, I've been a firing, but he couldn't take it or he felt forced to resign and he mm-hmm. resigns and he leaves. There is a unique uh, pain uh, and heartache that comes with that. And I certainly am involved in a lot of these situations. I know you are too. And that is... How do you help somebody, one, find healing from that church situation? And does there even need to be a healing process? Mm. Or do you just jump back in? You shake the dust off your feet and you you jump right back in. Is there is that a problem? This is actually a really important topic to talk about. And I want to start there first, Jim, because there's some people who would say that. You know, you just shake the dust off your feet. That's what that means. Mm. And you just jump right back into the next church situation. But... Um, I know you and I would advocate uh, differently, that there's actually a process that, that we need to go through, and everybody's different, to find some healing from the pain of a previous situation, so you don't drag that into the next situation. Mm. So the question really is, one, is that the case? And two, how, do you, how, long, how, long do you, how long do you have the sackcloth and ashes over your head? And, you know, as, so there's tons of things we could talk about here. Any, any, any just opening words and even thinking biblically about how to approach this? Brian, there's a lot of things that just come to mind, and I'm trying to sort through my various uh, reactions to some of the things that you're laying out. I think we have to begin with a, a, a really an understanding of our our own, you know, humanity and our own identity. And we talk yeah. about some of that. Yep. It's it's very hard for guys in ministry to think of themselves just as uh, just as people or just as Christians. Uh, there are some men who are so tied up in their ministry, and, and their whole life in church is pastoral, that when they leave church or leave a church or they're not a pastor, they don't know how to relate to other Christians. They don't know how to relate right. to the pulpit. That's right. They don't know how to just be Christians in the church. They don't know how to be members. And, and so they sometimes—I mean— they they don't go back. They they're not in church unless unless they can lead the church. They don't want to be in church, and there's a there's a lot that's wrong with that. Yeah, but if you're trying to look at it from the most compassionate angle, you know, just say that there's just a lot of confusion, and a lot of hurt that's mm-hmm. that's wound up in that. I think you also have you have the the potential for how a person 
views the church, or the church becomes associated with pain, mm-hmm. and the way that certain children that are abused, like looking at God as a father, can be difficult because oh, they very, very much. because all their view of a dad is harsh, or, or of a parent is harsh, and sometimes they, or they saw bad marriages. I don't want to get married. Don't want to have kids because everything they saw was a mess. Right. They see in the Bible what it ought to be. They see this high and holy doctrinal thing, but but in regard to what they've ever actually seen and witnessed, and that's the way church is, right? I mean, the Bible has some incredibly wonderful things to say about the gathered church and right. about ministry and about preaching and about life together in the church, but for some people, that is just, that's not their experience, Yep. and so it all has hurt in it. And then, Brian, I think the other thing you have to stop and think about it can be this enormous sense of failure. And I think you're going to have to, you're going to have, some guys are going to either be more on the side of anger, bitterness about how the church dealt them wrong and they didn't appreciate, they're all a bunch of goats and I can't see how they're really Christians. Uh, How could they have despised me, the Lord's servant and the word, all I wanted to do was do them good. They can have that. Or I failed, and I didn't just feel them. I failed God. Mm-hmm. God called me here. God gave me a vision. God gave me a burden, and I couldn't do it. And 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 that messes them up, you know. So yeah. I, I think you know that may sound too trite or cruel uh, in the way I don't mean no, to no, say I, that. I, I think but you're right. I think that that's what some people might. I think so. You're going to have that whole variety of things, and then to leave that and to get right back to get right back into it, uh, carrying some of those hurts or some of that anger or some of that confusion um, can lead to another disaster. I think you've, you've captured really well by what you said, the, the unique complexity of hurt and wounds in the ministry and how it affects a human being. And so I, I'm thinking of, of just examples of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Mm. You, you have 1 Corinthians 16 where he tells them, I want to come to you, but I got to stay in Ephesus because there's this open door of ministry and there are many adversaries. Right. Like, like Paul's stained because of the adversaries. I mean, but we don't, we don't think of Paul's humanity. We think of his courage in that moment, but we don't think of his humanity and the way that those adversaries and facing them affected Paul as a human mm-hmm. being. Second Corinthians, Paul lists all the burdens and the the suffering he's yeah. endured, and we read that and go, "Wow, he's so courageous and inspiring." And that's, but we also don't we we don't need to ignore maybe how that affected him as a human being, mm. and 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 we need to know that he he was a human being and and mm-hmm. that it did affect him, though he didn't focus on that in that moment, other than how hard it was. Right. So you you have said well why the, that the wounds that come from ministry are layered. And those layers bring an intensity to it. And so I think the illustration that comes to my mind is those who think I'll just jump right back in, I think is similar to someone who, somebody's married and 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it may be, but you're married and maybe your wife, your spouse dies and they, they think the answer to the pain I feel is to just get remarried real quick again, mm-hmm. and I would I think it's a I think it's a, a an applicable illustration that yeah. that I would apply the same thing here. It's not that you can't remarry, but to be in a healthy place to marry again, you've got to give time to work through the pain and the hurt and the grief that 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 first marriage loss brings. Mm-hmm. And I would say anybody who's fired from a church. 
anybody who has feels forced to resign a church or just leaves because it's so hard, they can't take it anymore. Mm. There's so much pain wrapped up in that. I want to acknowledge there has to be a, a, at least a certain amount of time that you go through some some care and a break to to try to work through the grief and the pain and the hurt. Now, having said that, and I assume most people listening to this would agree, yeah, that sounds wise. But I think the next thing we have to ask is, so then, but what do you do? What do you do during that interim period? Because for some pastors, I also got to try to find a job, figure out how That's to support exactly my family and things. Right. So, so I've also watched people take a break. And one, they don't know how to work through the grief and the pain. They don't get counseling. They don't get help. They they don't help help the family try to adjust and figure out what to do. And they can go five years. If you don't work through the pain, you still may not be fit to jump back in a church where somebody who gets the right kind of help, three, six, nine, 12 months can could even be back in a church and at a good place to start ministry again. What have you found, Jim? Because I know there's varying opinions on this thing. Like, because the, the nature of the question is, how long do I wait? Let's say somebody gets help. They recognize the pain. They come to, they go to the, somebody and get some help, a counselor, a, somebody with us, somebody, a, a pastor they know that helps them. Mm-hmm. What have you found has been the t- a healthy amount of time in a general way that you would encourage someone to take time off before they jump back into ministry again? Well, I'm going to say uh, months, not weeks. Sure, right. And I'm going to probably say months, not years. Okay. Uh, so okay. that's that would probably be my parameters uh, in that. And now some of that's going to depend on a lot of things. I mean, you, you obviously you, it's to say I want to be back in ministry, I'm ready to be back in ministry, and having a church that's ready to take you are two different things. And and so some guys are going to have to wait a lot longer than they had wanted or anticipated they thought okay i'll take two months off or three months off i'll lick my wounds uh i'll try to get involved invested um into a a situation but again brian as you said you know the difference between a pastor and a postman a postman generally doesn't have a, a a a parsonage right or a postmanage whatever it is that he would right you know so when he he doesn't just lose his house he doesn't just lose his job he loses his house and he doesn't just lose his job and his house he loses his family he loses his church he, he loses, loses his church. church he loses his church he loses the people that he had his friends i mean you know sometimes he gets he gets booted out and these were his friends this this was his circle it was his wife's friends and you know so like so yep. they're they're dispossessed uh often they're not uh you know they're, they're not given four months of severance right uh, i have right. a friend of mine he just got two weeks so he got he got, he got fired fired and-, and he was given two weeks pay and two weeks to get out of the parsonage oh wow that's pretty. That's a pretty intense. But it happens a lot, a lot yeah, like that. But that's pretty bad. That's yeah. pretty bad. Uh, I was going to make a bad joke. No, but I won't do that. But you know, um, you know, but but that's part of what he's dealing with. You know, right now, and, and so he's not only having to deal with the, you know, I gave myself. I tried to be faithful. I, I sought to preach the truth. I tried to love these people. I tried to be patient with them. And this is the reward I get, you know, from a dysfunctional, long-standing dysfunctional uh, church. And I, I, I just, I think his story, sadly, is not, it's not rare. Uh, well, well and- I, 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 that situation, I, when I see it, what you just described, like to that severity, I have watched that be it. 
Like when it's that harsh and it's that cut and dry and it's that impactful to your whole life. Again, you're talking about where you live. You're talking about your church. You're talking about your job. Uh, I've watched guys say they're, I'm done. Like yeah, how this, do I enter? How do I enter into that again? Right. So it's not like, you know, again, talk about somebody losing their spouse. You can lose your spouse through death or through an accident, or you can lose your spouse through, you know, walking in and finding your wife, you know, right. in bed with your best friend. That's right. And, and then it's it's not just hey, I want to get married. It's how do I trust again? Yeah, there's a betrayal how, there. How you got to work through. Right. And, and and there is again, I think in the whole realm of of either identity, anger, bitterness, or sense of failure, uh, I think that's going to take, you know, when I say not, I said months, not years, I don't know that that takes four or five years. You know, it, it may take a year. It may take, you know, but I'm thinking, I'm not saying it's it's not years and years. But some of that's going to depend on who the guy is. It, and, that's right. And it's going to be, uh, he's going to need to be able to be in a situation where you, you understand that even a quote-unquote healthy church has issues and has problems with it. There's no, there's no church, there's no church that doesn't. If a church has people and it, it's got problems in it because yeah. people have problems. So you know, if a church has people, they're gonna have it's gonna have some problems, and then you're gonna have to say like you, know, you go back to you know the spouse who whose husband or wife cheated on them. You know, say a wife had her husband cheat on. Well, the next time that she gets married again years later, and now this guy's late coming home. Yeah. And now she's all suspicious, you know. So, you know, this guy could have PTSD at a business meeting where somebody, you know, it, it gets a little riled. And it, and they're not like at the other church. It's not like they want – They're not, but he hears it that way. He oh, yeah. That's, sees, it's a real it, thing that happens. Temperature it is. And there is almost yeah. a PTSD that comes, and he begins to panic and think, here it comes again, or here it's going to, you know. You said something important. You said it depends on the guy, and that that really matters. I want to add something to that. It depends on their wife, too. It yeah. depends on their family. You got little kids who can't remember they just fired their dad. That's a different situation than having a bunch of teenagers in the house who knew everything that just happened. Right. And to drag them back into a ministry situation, that is a totally different situation. So it depends on the the, the man. It depends on the wife, the family. Uh, but I'll, but as a general rule, I'll just throw this out there uh, just to try to, to be helpful to have categories. I would say as a general rule, no less than six months. Mm. And I would say tw- like six to 24 months is the window, I think, that is generally true. And this, again, this is someone who is fired or resigned, leaves a ministry situation, but wants to continue in ministry. I also want to add add to this, because this is something I see uh, quite a bit around these situations. Somebody will leave. They realize there's wounds, there's pain, there's hurt to come from that, there's betrayal, and they need time to work through that. They're trying to work through it. They know they need to. They're getting help. They're doing all the right things. I've watched because... Uh, they can't find a job either they like or yeah. that pays them what they were getting paid at the church. Right. I have watched pastors uh, I, kind of circumvent what needs to be a a long, a healthy process of healing before you enter back into ministry. I've watched guys sabotage it, really, is probably a better word, because they feel the pressure of, uh, I can't, I don't want to start another career. I want to go back into ministry eventually. Right. So I'm throwing boxes at UPS and it's just killing my back. I'm not getting paid well. Right. And I'm, so I'm just going to go ahead and try just, to jump back in. Right. And I have watched guys do that. And just for those listening, and if you're in this situation, 
I have watched that go bad most of the time. Yeah. Like not a few times, like most of the time, jumping back in too soon ends up being a disaster. Right. And that's the hard thing, Brian, because again, you're talking about, again, he he needs a place to live. He needs needs a way to provide for his family. And let's be honest, a lot of pastors, you know, we put all our eggs in one basket. You you go to Bible college and you go to seminary. And uh, it's not like, you know, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, GE's looking to hire guys with seminary degrees, you know, or, or you know, whatever it is. No, you're going to probably do you know, maybe something like UPS or, again, maybe you have some kind of skill that you can fall back on. And that is maybe uh, for another podcast. I don't know. Maybe it's too late. That's too late. By the time you're listening to a podcast, it's too <laughs> late. You just kind of think of that, that. I, I try to tell younger guys who have an interest in ministry is to try to find some kind of viable skill so that you can either be a tent maker or you have something to fall back on in case things don't work out uh, or so that you won't be bought. You know, yeah. that you, you know, the, the, the a church threatens you and says, you better start doing this or that. And it's, and it really is an issue of going against your conscience, but man, you also need to provide for your family. That's right. And so to have the ability to say, listen, you know what? I, I don't need your pay. I mean, I, I will work here without it because right. I, I can take care of myself and take care of my family. But not a lot of guys can do that. That's right. And and I don't know if denominations don't have, you know, the uh, the wherewithal to be able to say, listen, we're going we're gonna to have – funds that guys can apply for that will help and compensate them if they're having to work retail or work as a salesman for six months uh, and so that they don't lose their health insurance, don't, you know, yeah. and, and they feel, so I think the pressure is financial. And then Brian, just real quickly, you know, we had gone, we had talked about this whole issue of identity. If I'm not pastoring, I don't know who I am. Yeah. If I'm not pastoring, I don't want to be in church. That's a dangerous, that, that yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's a deeper issue. It's a deeper, um, almost psychosis to have mm-hmm. that you need to be, you need to have somebody to help you to work through. Yeah. that's good. At, Kind of a, let's let's spend the last few moments talking to maybe a, a a pastor who's listening to this who's on the verge of getting fired or he's in a really hard situation. He's even he's listening and contemplating resigning from this church. Mm-hmm. Like we we need to assume there's guys listening to this who are in that place, and let's just speak to them for a moment as we wrap this up. What a couple pieces of advice maybe to those who are either considering or maybe they've just been fired and now they're scrambling trying to figure out what to do. Let's think really practically. I'll, I'll mention a couple of things as I, as I let you think okay. about it. Number one, um, so think a, what do you need to do to survive? And you this is a bad time to clam up and paralyze yourself and not do anything, which I've watched actually happen to pastors. They're like, they just are overwhelmed by what's happening they don't know what to do, and I actually have watched some wives step up and 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 act in those moments because mm-hmm. they don't know how to act. If, if, you know, I want to want to call out to the to the men who are in this situation. You know, you need to go find a job. Start today to find any job you can work. Go secure a cheap apartment somewhere. Like you got to find a place to live if you're moving out of a parsonage. Right, and go find a job. Like don't wait on that. Just go and ask for help and look for job and house because that's the two things you lose immediately mm-hmm. out of that. Um, so I, I would just I want to encourage to to don't delay on those things. A lot of times everybody sit they kind of sit back and, and wait. Don't wait. Go and and try to fix that. The other thing is go go ask for help. Find somebody. Right. 
Contact us if you don't know anywhere to go. That's what we're here for with Practical Shepherding. Go to the contact page and contact us, and we will try to connect you to somebody even locally in your area. But you've got to get help, and you've got to get help from a pastor or a counselor, somebody who understands what it's like to go through this unique suffering that you have entered into or are about to enter into if if you find yourself fired or having to resign in the next month or two. So, again, trying to just get really practical. Jim, a couple things you want to throw out there at the Yeah, as I would add to up. that. You need to find you need to you need to be pastored and you need to have your family in a healthy church. So, so uh, find and, a good church. Yeah, and, and so uh, I think because the temptation is going to be and this strange tension of of uh, of loving and loathing the church. I mean, it's it's the church is 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 your your survival, but it's also the thing that's hurt you more than anything else. Right. And, and so you have to make sure that you're not entering back into ministry in a mercenary way, right. in a way that's only to, you know, I, I'm checked. I'm just going to do, I'm going to go through the paces. Oh, I learned what it's like to be faithful. I'm now just going to, you know, get apart. I'm going to preach sermons and play golf and I'm going to avoid all that or when, you know, whatever it is, some mercenary uh, aspect of it, or, Having your heart hurt, heart hardened uh, to the real beauty of Christ Church, which, despite all of its blots and blemishes and imperfections, uh, is a glorious. It is a glorious bride. It oh. is bought bought with a price and is dear to Christ. Hmm. Uh, and so, to be able to be in a healthy church where you are loved and supported and pastored, where somebody's pouring into you, uh, d- d- don't uh, deny the. The simple benefits of the means of grace, the reading of the word, prayer, family worship, the and the uh, hearing of the word, the taking of the Lord's Supper, uh, and fellowship with God's people. Um, that's those are the means of that God has provided for the survival of all His people. Yeah, and so you're you're a person. You're not exempted from needing those things. I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I would one thing I would add to that is go. Go be bold. Find a pastor friend that you know that knows what's happened, and even be bold to go ask and say, "Hey, this is what's happened. Uh, can we come here? Will you take responsibility for us? Mm-hmm. Just ask and say, can we can we commit six months? Just nurse us back to health in a way. Yeah, and be bold to ask that. He can say no, yeah. but uh, go a, only another pastor is going to be able to." Do that kind of work with you mm. and help you find counsel, help maybe help you find a job. Getting in avoiding the church yeah. is what a lot of people are had the instinct is, but but I want to encourage you to get back into that and find a, a place to that, that they can care for you. So Jim, will you take a minute and pray specifically for the pastors who maybe are in these places? Yeah. And uh that God just give them grace and wisdom yeah. in that. Our Father, we we know and recognize and delight in the fact that you're the blessed controller of all things. But, but Father, sometimes that uh, we acknowledge that we are wounded in your providential dealings with us, and there are some listening today who may have gone through or are about to go through some very painful times uh, in the churches that they are a part of. And Father, we pray that in the midst of all of their hurt, that they would have some solid ground beneath their feet uh, of your word and of your people, friends who love them, uh, other churches or shepherds to help shepherd them, uh, potential of having someone to, to counsel, 
Father, again, we, we simply pray for your mercy upon them. We think of some who may be losing their positions even during this uh, very difficult time in our national history and where uh, church uh, where uh, churches are going through hardships and where uh, the economy is difficult and and this is an extremely stressful time so do come alongside your servants we pray minister grace to them we ask in Jesus name amen amen